You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hey, hey, angels. Welcome to episode 59 of the Freud's Angels podcast. I, in in particular, am very excited about this episode um, because of the work that I do and and the work that I have to do surrounding this topic. And I know that this is a topic that we're going to get a lot of knowledge from my counterpart on because she's very good at this. So what is it that we are going to talk about today? We are going to talk all things meditation. We're going to probably debunk some myths. We're probably going to show you how easy it can be. Um, And we're also going to give you different types. I mean, there are tons of different types of meditation and I certainly don't know them all. I only have enough to make me dangerous. Um, But I think, I think the goal today for us is to make it accessible for those of you who are like, I can't sit for 30 minutes and be silent and close my eyes and be silent. You know, you're still under that. You're, you know, and and ask yourself for those of you who say those things, are you resistant to meditation in itself? Or do you still believe that that is what meditation is? And maybe you're, maybe your answer will change by the end of this podcast. I'm hoping it will because meditation, we don't realize meditation is, is easy. We don't, we see it as being difficult because you have, you watch people who have done it for so many years and you watch them do it. And you're like, I could never do that. And I still feel that way about like, you have these transcendental meditators that, that take it to the level of like, wow. And I'm like, Nope, not me. My brain is too monkey mind still. And so my favorite flavors is visualizations. it's it's you know I I have a few different ones I love um but so we'll go through them you know and talk about some of them and see uh and see see what we see we did a meditation on our last live on which was what August July something I don't remember (laughs) some month of this year yeah it's July 23rd 4th 22nd 22nd no 21st 22nd 22nd Okay. <laughs> Go back and listen to that live. We did kind of a tiny little clearing meditation at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of get yourself, like, just allow yourself to just get out of the headspace, the physical, the, the 3D headspace. And really, meditation is helpful and can be helpful to deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. to deal with, like, say, for example, you're like me and you become obsessive about a situation. And you either need insight or you just need to take yourself out of the obsessiveness, the mind spinning, because mm-hmm. that's generally what I'm doing is I'm spinning myself in a circle and yeah. I'm dizzy and I need to get off. And I, I use sometimes meditation. So, mm-hmm. and, and with meditation, we connect to each other too. When yeah. you're connecting the one thing 
and I'll try not to get on my soapbox or rant, but the, the one thing that we are doing when we are meditating is not only are you taking time out for yourself and your emotional, mental, and physical well-being, you're also kind of connecting to the oneness of all of us. Now, this may be a little out there for some of you, but when we meditate, we are taking ourselves outside of our 3D bodies. We exist in this 3D plane. There's some of us who feel that there are different planes, 4D, 5D, whatever, other dimensions. Mm -hmm. And and it kind of, and science has kind of proved that on string theory. So it's not unheard of. So don't come at me with the, that's just hippie BS, you know, don't come at me with that. Scientists <laughs> had talked about string theory and it's about other dimensions being able to be present at the same time. Yeah. We are just on this dimension, right? conscious of this dimension. Right. So when we're in our 3D cells, we worry about things that affect our 3D lives, money, jobs, people, cats who interrupt your podcast, you know, different things. We have all these different things that, you know, that we worry about, but on the grand scale of things in the worldly matters, they're, they're kind of our own, just minute issues, but they, and and it's not to devalue the issue. It's just to say that we're on this kind of connectivity grid that, when we go into a meditation, we're connecting to a higher level of ourselves, a higher level of, you know, what we're experiencing. It takes us out of our 3D problems and into a space where we can access like calmness. We can access healing, um, whatever it is we're seeking, we can access that on a whole new level. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really not just about closing your eyes and just visualizing. It's about accessing healing. It's about accessing like answers or calm or things to just help you on your day to day. Now, sometimes the meditations are just about, you know, mindfulness because you can take mindfulness and interact it with my meditation. Mm-hmm. So, cause mindfulness is about being present. Yes. And that's what meditation helps you do is become present in the now. Yes. Versus the act, right. The verb <laughs> that gets us to the state. Yes. <laughs> of so, <mindfulness. laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and, and it can be done in so many different ways. So Vanessa, what is your experience with meditation? Well, so I will, I mean, as a therapist, I have had quite a struggle with my relationship with meditation. I mean, I've had a struggle with everything that has to do with my clinical training. (laughs) I mean, which we know because I say it often, but this is another one of those. Um, And to kind of get like basic about it. Um, if you look up the word meditation and look for like the root of the word, it's very simple that it's about thinking. It's about pondering. It's about, you know, just kind of hitting, hitting snooze on action and just chilling, right? Like when we talk about hitting that neutral observer, you know, of like, okay, let's, let's take all of the noise away and just let the right now happen. Um, and, and, and let that be, you know, let that be enough for right now. So, you know, my first experiences 
with meditation where even after I had already started my therapy journey because it didn't, I feel like meditation didn't really quite hit the clinical psychology scene until DBT became a major, you know, part of um, the way that we're trained, right? Like, so those who don't know what DBT is, there was, um, you know, it, it was actually created by somebody who was very mentally ill in a mental hospital and kind of took things that she had learned from different therapists and put it all together in a package, which is why it's so beautiful. I use some of the techniques and some of them not because I take that inspiration from her of being able to say, well, for me, this healed me is, is taking pieces. And I can't just do one kind and expect that to heal me from, you know, my disorder. And it, I mean, to me, that's one of the most amazing stories ever. We have a lot of psychology that comes from doctors and this was a psychology that came from a, a patient. So that being said, I think that's why it was pushed so hard on us is because it was again, created by a patient, they said, you know, meditation, 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 and not understanding meditation, we were all taught that it was close your eyes, and hear my voice. And that was the only thing that was possible. And if you're me, we talk about you said about the monkey mind, it was very difficult for me to do. And I do not like teaching what I don't do. It's hard for me to be able to teach somebody something if I can't do it. I feel like a fraud, right? Like I'm telling you to do something that I can't do. That means I'm invalidating your experience of the difficulty by telling you, you have to continue to do it or that there's something wrong with you that you're not doing it. Nope. So I had to go on my own journey, (laughs) my own spiritual journey into what the hell is meditation and do the research and talk to, I honestly learned it through lots of spiritual teachers going into all those different kinds of spirituality, all those different facets of spirituality and going, what is meditation here? What is meditation there? What is it? And putting together that it is just bringing yourself to the moment, (laughs) clearing everything out, resetting in whatever way that that needs to look like in that moment. And, you know, it's not all, you know, monks and chanting, but it can be because of what that does for you. And if you do it and you feel it and, but you can't do it every day, that's fine. You know, that, that it's, there's so much more to it. But anyway, fast forward to me having to figure out, even in my own life, when things get hectic, how do I slow it down? How do I slow myself down so that I can reset, start over, start a different story, find different, different evidence, really just stop spinning my wheels. And that comes in very many different forms. Yes. Sometimes I can sit and listen to music and just chill. Sometimes the music is my favorite artist, and it has nothing to do with meditation music, quote unquote. It's slowing myself down, allowing myself to, to my, my brain to go what we were taught what we were thinking about right now will be there in a couple minutes right now my body's a little bit crazy my mind is a little bit crazy i am not going to be effective in this state i need to alter my state of consciousness right now so that i can reset like i said sometimes it's music sometimes i have to daydream sometimes it's literally just a daydream okay i'm going to reset i'm going to hit reset i'm going to think about something awesome what oh let me think about the beach let me think about my trip to Greece that I'm going to manifest, you know, just 
get out of your head right now. Um, other times if I'm driving, right? Like if I'm driving, <laughs> I have to pay attention to the road too. I'll, I'll hit some breathing exercises. And I don't just mean breathe in, breathe out. I mean, breathe in for five, breathe out for six. Next, I'm going to try nine and 10, just really messing with it. Because all I'm trying to do is create an in the moment experience. And I have to concentrate on it. That's why I love yoga. Yoga is a form of meditation for me because it allows me to let everything else go. I have to concentrate on what I'm doing or I will literally fall over. (laughs) So it allows me that mind reset so that I can pick up my whatever that I had care that I was carrying before in a different way, different muscles, different thoughts, different even physical being in that moment. And so when you really take it into all of those spaces, and that's just a tiny minutia (laughs) of how this process can work for everybody. You have to admit that what we know about meditation or what we've been taught about meditation, the average person is way off base. And a lot of people are not getting the medicine that they could be getting because they don't have this knowledge. They don't have this understanding of the individuality of it. They don't have the understanding of how easy it really can be and what the purpose actually is. Some people don't know the purpose of meditation. They're like, oh, what am I supposed to do there? (laughs) Well, yeah, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, you're not going to waste your time, right? Like it feels like a waste of time if you don't know what you're doing it for. Okay, so if I meditate, my anxiety goes away. Oh, Lord, no. (laughs) Because if you are very anxious and you sit for 15 minutes and you don't know why you're sitting for 15 minutes... (laughs) You're going to be anxious the whole time. And then even more afterwards, because it didn't work. (laughs) Right. So, um, man, that was a rant, but (laughs) I I feel like that was, that's the the headspace that I get into. And if you had asked me this seven years ago, you would have gotten a very basic, bland, like awful, (laughs) to be honest, very awful description of what meditation is. But once you step into that space of all the different possibilities, it's like exciting. You almost want to like try new things. Like what else can I do to hit that mindfulness? It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. Let's start with some types. Okay. And then I would like to get into the hidden ways we meditate without even knowing we're meditating. Yes. I love yes. trick. I believe that all of us have things that we do on a day-to-day basis that we may not think is meditating, but it is very meditative. So you have meditation where it's just silent, where you close your eyes, you try to take your brain down and you just sit in that meditation for however long it can be five, 10, 30, an hour, whatever. Some people love it. I don't, I don't like a silent meditation. I have a very hard time sitting in silence without my brain going, is it time? How long has it been? Is it time? Is it time? How long have we done this? Is it, can we go now? Can we go now? Are we done yet? Are we done yet? Like literally my brain will sit there and be like that child on the car ride. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yes. 100%. I can relate to that. That's so me because I, I'm, I am a Gemini. I am a double Gemini. I have an air sign. The mental thing is just all it's, 
it's what I run my life on. My brain just going at hundred miles an hour <laughs> and to get it to stop, to go zero is a very poor expectation of my wee brain. And why would I expect it to stop? Right. It's not going to. No, I know me. I need to redirect it. I need to redirect its focus. That's how I get successful at the things that I do. So I first started with a lot of visual meditations. Like, for example, like, you know, like the one that I shared, like allowing, like seeing the ball of light come into the heart chakra and opening it up and having, and then it's sensory. You're feeling the energy. You're feeling the release of the stress of pain, of anxiety. You're actually just hearing somebody describe it as sensation and just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's a guided meditation. Now I love those. I've created many of those. I have tons of those. I created a CD of all guided meditations. Um, I it's out there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I, sold it. I sold it for a hot minute and then I took down my website and I haven't sold and I haven't dealt with it since, but yeah, yeah it's, it's readily available. Um, and, <laughs> but you know, I also, uh, like the visualizations, like, for example, like seeing an angel come to you, an angel handing you a gift, um, an angel bringing you healing. Like, I like those types of visualizations because I can connect. So when I do any type of healing, healing age protocol, Reiki, IET, whatever it is I'm doing, I will connect with my clients through a visually visualization meditation. We connect together. We do it. It's like a visualization as well as sensations, like bringing in unconditional love, having them see the, the love cleanse their energy fields, bringing them to their heart space, having them take a look. Well, what does your heart space look like to you? Where is that safe space? So I connect with them on a visual slash ex, like an experience. That's how we connect energies to help process the healing, to help access the healing that's there for them. And so I use it a lot. I use it all the time. Um, now there are different like mantra meditations, like say you have a mantra. It can be mantra that's in English or in Sanskrit. There is a book of Sanskrit mantras that uh, one of my, one of the people I follow uses a lot of, um, and I love them because we're saying something in a language that we don't know, and it's very powerful. Um, and I think sometimes they're, they're written in a way that's rhythmic, whereas the English translation is not quite as rhythmic, but the Sanskrit is very rhythmic. Um, and There's one thing I want to say about meditation, and this is just kind of an aside and asterisk for you guys, is when you're doing any type of meditation, when you're doing these things, I always try to give thanks to the origins of a lot of this. This is, you know, we look down on India as being a very dirty country. We don't really, but that part of the world, India, South Asia, Mm-hmm. They, that's where we got all this from. People just didn't show up with this idea of meditation, yoga, meditation, all of this stuff 
came from that that country yeah we just appropriated it and brought it to the u.s and you know and and americanized it right and so, decided our way was the better way because you know, right so i caution you and i ask that you have reverence for the process understand that there are a lot of people who do this every day their whole life and have done this for centuries and just have reverence for the fact that this is a tool that goes beyond our understanding. And when we're using the tool, whatever tool we decide to use, even if it's a simple tool, just be like, wow, this is really cool that we get to use this. Just, I'm not asking you to go, you know, like- Call India and say thanks. <laughs> right, I, I'm not asking you to do that, but I'm just asking you to just, as you're deciding to do this practice, just kind of just be like, wow, I'm so glad that we get to do this, that, that's, that, that India has shared that with the world, that it has been shared. And just understand that there's, it comes from a very different place than what we think it came from. So anyways, that was my little asterisk because I, I think that sometimes we need to realize where things come from in order to help work through some of our prejudices about things. Sure, absolutely. Um, and open it up to more, right? Like if I, if you really enjoy something, a practice that is, is ancient from someplace else, I always see that as an, a door opening to yeah. much more. If it's something you connect with, there is much more you can connect with by breaking through exactly what you're talking about. Like, oh, let me look over there. I've never looked over there before. Whatever over there means. And just even a space of thank you. Like just thanks. I'm so glad. You know, that's it. Just understand there's a bigger picture than just some, sorry to say, some white human decided to create this. It was not that case. <laughs> we haven't created much, if we're going to be honest, other than incredible greed. <laughs> it's sad to say, but it is the truth. <laughs> okay. So we're, we don't want to go down that path today. However, <laughs> let's talk about other types of meditation. So we have mantra. We also have chakra meditations where we can activate and heal each chakra as we're doing it. That was the one, one of the ones I started with, which I used to love. Um, we need to do a chakra podcast, by the way. We're yeah. going to put it out there so that we have to do it. Yes. I, yeah, I would love to do a chakra podcast. Chakra is like my life. Like that's where I started with a lot of my healing journey was the chakras and what the information and like I moved to the chakra wisdom oracle cards the chakras have led me on the path <laughs> that's next I'm writing it it's up next this is why we're talking about it today because it's <laughs> gotta come up so and any of you who do tai chi or qigong that's also a form it's a moving meditation is what that is mm-hmm. uh, and so that's that's another type of meditation those of you who love to do sound baths with crystal, with gongs and crystal bowls and all of that, that's also a meditation. Those of you who do restorative yoga or do any type of yoga for that matter, also meditation. And, but what I, what I think that many of you don't realize what is meditation is things we do in our everyday life. Like, for example, are you a knitter? Do you crochet? That's a form of meditation. Because a lot of times, like, you know, you're, you're, you may watch TV while you're doing it, 
but you're mindful about what you're creating. Right. You know, especially if you're a knitter, because you have to know like you're at this stitch or that stitch or, right. you know, I don't know. I can never knit because I can never get the hang of it. But <laughs> it's I true. Because if you lose track, you totally screw up your patterns. <laughs> yeah. So it's a form of meditation. Like it's cleaning. Those of you who like take one day and like clean, that's a form of meditation. You're not only cleaning your physical space, you're cleaning your mental and emotional space. Mm-hmm. It's a reset. You're just doing it through the act of cleaning something. Mm-hmm. There was a, we talked about this on our live Thich Nhat Hanh, or one of our previous podcasts. He is a Buddhist monk that was exiled and lived in France for a very long time. And he created these little books. They're great books to learn how to just do some light meditation. And in one of them, I had talked about, you know, how you you're either washing the dishes or you're washing the dishes. And it's like, are you present when you wash dishes or is your brain somewhere else? And what do I got to do next? Or are you washing the dish? Are you appreciating the fact that you have the dish? Are you understanding it's, you know, the cup that held your tea, like, you know, the plate that held your food and the bounty of your, your life. And, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. state, that's a meditation. That's that that mindfulness. That's a meditation. Um, I actually have a plate. It's, it's a, it's a family tradition of ours, but it's starting to get like really harder. It's harder, harder and harder to find as we get older, but it was always hanging in my house. I have one. My sister has one. My brother has one. And it says, Thank God for dirty dishes. They have a tale to tell. While others may go hungry, we're eating very well. Meaning, while you're doing the damn dishes, appreciate that you have some food that was just on the dishes because there are people in this world that don't. So, like, it's that mindful act, right? Like, of dude, hit hit some gratitude here. Hit some mindfulness of like this is not an activity that everybody gets to do. You get to do this activity. Yep. Yeah. The fact that you're running hot water. Yeah. The fact that, you know, all of that. And, you know, and those of you guys, you think you can't meditate? You think you can't do that? How much time do you guys spend outside working on your car? And you probably could have fixed it in a couple hours, but you're still outside fixing your car and you're just tinkering. And you're out there tinkering with the things you love, whether it's a cars or trucks or motorcycles, or you're just, you're just doing the thing you are meditating back together. Yep. Nothing wrong with it. You are meditating because you're interacting with something that you're doing it in a mindfulness because you can't take things apart on a car or vehicle and not know how to put it back together. Right. That would be dangerous. So there is a process and you know your process. And in that process, you're creating a meditative state that, that brings in that flush of happy serotonin, that dopamine, that, that feeling of success when you get it put back together and it runs, you know, you're bringing in those, those happy feelings. And because you are, you're doing a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. You're clearing. Yeah. It's a clearing. It's a reset. It's a mindfulness. It's absolutely. I love so that. Anything that you guys do that kind of puts you in a space of just 
mowing the lawn, like you mowing the lawn, like just sitting there and just kind of mowing the lawn. You're not really thinking of much, but you're mowing the lawn and you're looking at patterns and you're looking at, you know, you're, you're doing your thing. That's, that's another form of meditation. You can, anything that takes you out of the present day that puts you in a feeling of just well-being, of calmness, of the sense of accomplishment, that sense of like rightness, that can be a form of meditation. Yeah. People do walking meditations. You don't even have to be sit still. You can go out and like in the village, they, they talk about um, with in Plum Village, they talk about how when they're doing a walking meditation, they pretend their feet are kissing the earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is amazing. I need to go try that because we're all in a hurry. We're all like walking, you know, and while that's good and that it is meditative, walk slower, right. take the time, you know, you know, like, like, where, like one of the walking meditations that I learned years ago was you, every step you say something like, where are you going? And then the next step was, I've arrived. And you just repeat that over in every step, but you're mindful, you're slow, you do it methodically. You're not doing it in a sense of rushing to get somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Purpose and, and intent. I mean, how many times do we have to say this? <laughs> We're going to say it forever. So don't answer that. Purpose and intent, man, changes everything. It changes every single thing that you do. If you do it with purpose and intent, it becomes a, a transformation, a transformative moment. Yep. Absolutely. And it's, there's so many free apps out there about, you know, meditation. Um, And, you know, say, for example, you're having, you're having a moment where you need some insight, you're struggling on a project or your path or what to do, you know, go into meditation and ask, ask, you want to learn who your guides are, who your angels are, go sit in meditation, go into meditation and just the, the best way to find yourself meditating, excuse me, sorry, we're talking about meditating. I'm in that state of like, I want to go meditate now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> is to just concentrate on your breath is to count like inhale on four, exhale on four. Like Vanessa was saying earlier, you know, you know, lengthen it, do it on five, do it on six till you reach a state where you're calm. And then picture yourself somewhere that you love, whether it's on the mountain, whether it's on the beach, whether it's in the forest and just sit there and ask, Hey, I want to meet my guides. Will you come and meet me today? Or I have this issue. I have a question and I'm not sure what to do. Sometimes you may hear an answer or sometimes you may feel the answer. You may Mm -hmm. get a sense of what's the next step is. Mm -hmm. The answers are there. That's where you go. You don't need to go externally to find answers. It's all really inside you. Um, And that may be a bit advanced for some people, but you know, once you get comfortable and being in it and you know how best you reach that meditative state, that's when you go and you can talk, you know, say you're missing a loved one, just go talk to them and be like, and picture them in front of you and just connect with them. Those, those, you can use meditation for just about everything, everything. Right. Um, It's not, it's, I understand why you guys have difficulty sitting in meditation. I have difficulty sitting in meditation, but 
if I'm visualizing something for like five minutes, it's enough. It's enough because you're creating just a reset. Yeah. Or a pondering. I mean, like when you, like I said, when you, when you look it up, I mean, it literally is just a pondering, a wondering. I mean, it's very, very simple you know, like the Latin root of it literally is almost the same exact word. And that's what it means is pondering, wondering, thinking, you know, and, and when you, when you take it from meditation is going to another planet while you close your eyes, right? Like if you take it out of that context of being the only possible thing, you know, we're not all going to be transcendent, transcendentalists. Say that again, probably can't. Um, <laughs> we're, you know, we're not all going to be able to do that. Some people will, but if we can think of it as hitting a, a, a nice river of ponder, right. It's different than thinking, overthinking, planning, discovering, whatever pondering creates wonder, right? Like we're pondering something. We're looking at all possibilities. We're not just centering on one. And that's what we think about, you know, some of these everyday activities, like Amy was saying, a hundred percent, that's what we're doing, right? Like we may know how to do something, but we may hit a whole bunch of different ponderings about it. You know, it may bring us to different places and that becomes, that is what makes it the meditative act of being expansiveness, right? Like we're just looking to expand in that moment and take from that, take from that that tunnel vision that we've had previously before hitting this state or hitting this activity and just opening it back up, right? There's a million different visual ways that we can tell you this. And, and I encourage you all to figure out your own too, because it all is all individual. And maybe you'll find more than one that helps you understand what it is that you're trying to do so that you can connect to it. The connection to meditation is what matters. If you can connect to a form of it, you will use it as your tool. You know, I was watching last night for the first time ever in the Olympics, they had skateboarding and it was like so cool because like, these are kids that, well, these kids, these kids are not the ones that got kicked out of the places by the cops. (laughs) These are the kids of those kids, but Anyway, we, you know, as those kids' parents, you know, they're 2022, it was a thing that, that people weren't allowed to do, right? And so I'm watching it and I'm having gratitude, right? Like that, that I'm like, this is so cool. This is whatever. And then I just look up at the screen and I see one of these very young kids from the United States. He's got his earbuds in and he just starts, like, you just see him go, right? Like one second he's present and the next second he hits his his place so that he can do his trick or whatever. And I was like, that dude is using music as his meditative state to get into his space, right? Like, and we all do that kind of thing. And he knows that, like, I was, I I mean, I really had this whole experience. No, I'm sure people are just like, oh, he's listening to his music. And here I go with my mind again, going, that kid has it figured out at his age, he can go places that, hopefully he'll hold on to that for everything and be able to know I can go to a place where I hit it, where I go inside, where I go internal, where I find my answers because of this, this is my medium. Music makes music takes me there. Music is a big one for me. I know that it affects my feelings. I know that it affects my mood. And so therefore I know that I can put on certain things, sit, listen to it and allow it to be 
a form of meditation for me because it's altering my state of consciousness in that moment. That's all I'm trying to do. It doesn't mean going, you know, to another dimension. It just means altering my state of consciousness right now. I just want to create a different space in my head right now. And so I will put that on. I will listen. I used to do it sometimes. If I was anxious, I would listen to music that had a lot of instruments and I would take my time through the song and I would listen to one instrument at a time and try to hone in on that instrument and just listen to what noises it was making throughout the song. I mean, before you know it, for three minutes, that's all I thought about. And it was a good enough reset, you know, and on and on and on. There's tons of these kind of things. But one one thing that (laughs) came to me last week, and I'm surprised that it came to me last week only, is the idea of chanting, right? And it was because I thought to myself, should I try a meditation with chanting again? Because the first time I did, I felt very silly and I didn't do it very, like, I just couldn't do it. I wasn't Most of us do. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I was, I was like, this is super weird. Like you're, it's, I couldn't be mindful in it. And then I said, okay, maybe I should try it again. And then I listened to a song, like, and it wasn't right after it, but it was very chanty. Like, <laughs> it was like the hook came on very many times. It was like very short chorus and lots of hook. And I thought, this song is chanting. This whole thing, music is chanting. Like, and it just took me to this whole other place of, if you can sing that song and you can sing those lyrics over and over and over again for four and a half minutes, you can sit <laughs> for five minutes and repeat a sound because it's the same thing. <laughs> just because somebody else wrote it. It's the same thing. And it's going to do the same thing for you that the music does. Yeah. It's going to create a vibration within you that the same thing that the music does when you sing it, it's different when I hear it versus when I sing it. That's why some songs I sing, some I don't. Like when you put those connections together, you go, oh my gosh, it is so simple. Like it's so simple. We don't have to overcomplicate it. We don't have to turn it into this big major special thing that only certain people can do and I'm not capable. And so therefore I should never try. It's like, nope. What we want to do is create within you a desire to look for your form to go, well, where do I do this? So that you can expand on that. Like sit and meditate on your meditation, (laughs) sit and meditate on your accidental meditation. (laughs) And see where it takes you. <laughs> well, you know, Vanessa, and you talk about the you about the chanting and stuff. We all feel silly. However, however, there are some magnificent people out there who take these chants and create music around them. Mm-hmm. Like there's um, there's a green Tara one on on YouTube. You go to YouTube, guys. Go to YouTube. Just look for chanting meditation, chanting uh, music, whatever. It'll bring you almighty Padme home is a very, just saying it on my whole body just went all tingly. <laughs> it's a healing meditation. It's a healing mantra. There's mm-hmm. a lot of music that people that do that to music, mm-hmm. it makes it easier because it makes it rhythmic. It makes yeah. it, um, any of you who have done Deepak Chopra's uh, and Oprah's 21 day meditation when you do the meditation he always has you do um chanting a mm-hmm. uh, sanskrit mantra um and a lot of them are you know i am peaceful i am whatever you know using the god statement 
-hmm. I am. Um, so he does a lot of it too. Um, but I encourage you to just, you know, and all of you to go to YouTube and just look for some mantras and mantra meditation, mantra, mantra chanting, whatever it is. Um, you know, I know we all know the OM and whether it's from yoga, whether it's from just hearing monks meditate and use that chant, um, there's so many out there. That's why that there's a book, um, a, uh, a book that has those Sanskrit mantras in it. That's really, really good. Um, the other thing too, is that there are many people out there who create meditations that are, that are beautiful. Uh, Phoenix rising star. If you look for, um, on your app store, there's a meditation app. Um, I think it's, what is it? It's the healing. It's, I don't know what it's called. I think it's the healing. It's called something. Let me look for it. But it's like, it's a healing. And all it is, thousands, thousands of meditations. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> healing guided. If you type in healing guided meditations. Mm-hmm. It might not come up because it's free because I already have it. Um, there's a free, <laughs> there's a free version um, that is free. Uh, yeah, it's probably because I already have it. Um, but there's also a paid version that you pay five bucks for life. That's it, five bucks, and you have access to thousands thousands of meditations. The, what's great about that app? Oh, it's the Hollow Bone of Healing. Um. So, you know, you can say you want to go meditate with Archangel Michael. There's some on there for that. There's attunements. Um, There's other different just meditations on here to cover whatever you need, whatever you feel like, whatever it is that's there. And that's that's one that I I trust. I love Phoenix's meditations. She does a really great job at doing them. Um, you know, if I, I have created some, there's some on my YouTube channel. There's one about Mercury retrogrades. <laughs> there's a meditation out there for Mercury when it goes retrograde. Um, <laughs> I've done a, return, <laughs> yeah, I've done a return to me series and it's about reconnecting to our heart and reconnecting to the essence of who we are to understand who we are and releasing some of expectations and, and some of that. So I have a series, I think I did eight or 11 of them. Um, so there's a lot, um, yeah, yeah so right at our finger, so many yeah. different kinds. And I know that sometimes that makes it overwhelming, but if you start a little bit at a time and don't go in over your head and create expectations, I mean, it's literally like you, you'll eventually get to the point where there's so much that you don't, you'll never get through it. And you're excited about that. Yeah. You know, the idea of like, I'll never hit all of the ones, but I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to try all these different things because as you heal, you want more healing, right? I mean, I think we can all agree on this is that when we feel good, we want more feeling good. You know, we don't go, Oh, this sucks. I'd like to feel like shit now. <laughs> right. Like, Ooh, that I feel, I feel very reset. I definitely don't want to do that. I want to, you know, stay in my pit of misery all the time, you know, um, I will say if we never leave our pit of misery, it is a little bit more difficult to hit that gear. But if you do at least once, twice, you know, you start to become 
familiar with that feeling. You start to understand the, the healing powers of all of that kind of stuff. And you don't have to go fast. You don't have to go deep. You can go, you can start short. YouTube is your best friend. You can type in five minute medita meditation. They're going to give it to you. You can type in sound bath and you can test it out and then turn it off if it's not for you. You, the exploration is not something to judge yourself on. You are not bound by the idea that everything is for you. You are not bound by, if you start it, you have to finish it. You have to be connected to it, but you're never going to find what you connected to if you don't try, you know? And I think that that was a very important point to make is like, go to YouTube, type in whatever, you know, my daughter sleeps every night with sleep meditation music because she sleeps better that way. She asks for it. So she gets it all night long. There is meditative music going on in her, in her room. She sleeps for 12 hours every night. She, she feels great. <laughs> she, you know, like it helps her moods. You know, she's very even tempered because of getting all of that restorative sleep. And, and, and I mean, it is what it is. That's her brand right now. It may change later. It may be something that, that, you know, she connects to in a different way, but I'm certainly going to encourage that. So that it's easier for her to do these kind of things that maybe you're sitting here listening, going, I can't do any of this. You're still not convinced. Try, please try either going to YouTube or sitting really with yourself for five minutes. If you write it down, if you're, if you're a writer, write it down. What are some things that, that help me hit neutral in the world? What are some things that no matter what is going on, I can drop everything and concentrate for? What are some things that really take that, that I, that I like to wonder about that I like to ponder, right? Like just keep thinking of the word ponder and wonder and, you know, that kind of thing as what a meditation is versus continuing that false narrative <laughs> that yes. meditation is all sitting in Lotus chanting. That's only one tiny facet. <laughs> I can't even get into Lotus. So I don't even know. So don't even, <laughs> if you can, all the power to you, but my poor body doesn't do that no more. Um, so yeah, Lotus is not even required. Um, but the other thing I want to say too, is that say you just don't know how, and you're just, you're still resistant. You're still like, man, I want to do this there. Like Vanessa said, there are, there's music, there's frequency music, and there's sound bath recordings on YouTube. Find one that you can just sit with for five minutes that alone will help you change your vibration because what this does essentially you know shifting changing the mindset you're just changing your vibration is all this is and so if you listen to a um say there's there's a couple of them there's an, an angel frequency one and there's a couple of heart you know a heart chakra meditation ones there's all the chakras and you just find one and then you're like oh i kind of really like that one put it on and just leave it on all day. I mean, these ones are, they're set to go hours. And so I, I encourage you, even if you just five minutes, you don't even have to sit and connect to your breath or whatever. You can just sit there and just sit there and just listen to it for like five minutes, two minutes, whatever, just begin to allow yourself to experience that type of relaxation that you can accomplish through just listening to music or those, those frequencies and the music and everything else. Yeah. So 
I just, I mean, it doesn't have to be hard. You make it hard by thinking there's a, there's a stigma attached to it that you have to be a yogini to be able to, you know, do meditation and you don't. Right. That misunderstanding of what it is, you know, even when I think about it, you know, like people always ask, you know, what's your, you know, what, what's, I don't say people always ask, but I'll just skip that part. My favorite thing, right. We, I love to play hockey. You know why I love to play hockey because I love the sport, but also it's the only time 100% that the only thing I'm thinking about is what I'm doing. And I'm thinking in every single moment, it is moment to moment because it moves so fast. It is like meditation because I can only be in the moment. I can't be anywhere else. And lots of athletes will tell you that, that they're, they, they step into a different world because they have to, you know? And again, like we can choose to think of that as just a sport, or you can choose to think of that as a, an altered state of consciousness and build on it. You know, I, we know I like to be the great bridge of <laughs> the great bridge of Vanessa to bring people from this side to this side. You're on the side where you go, I can't meditate. And I'm over here going, well, how have you been? Yeah. I know you have been. There's not a person on this world in this world that hasn't done something meditative like that's that alters their state of consciousness. What is it? Let's build on that. Let's find other things that are like that. Let's find other things that make you feel like that. And we'll gradually go over the bridge and then you'll test out some of these things that we're talking about that seem advanced to you right now. But I promise you they're not. I promise you they're not out of reach. I promise you there are things that you can do that take five minutes that once you hit that intent will work wonders in your life. I mean, and I'm not being exaggerating, like I'm, I'm being serious that they work wonders in your life that to know how to hit a reset, unbelievable, yep. game changer. Yep. Well, and you talk about hockey, you talk about that kid who was kid, that person who was skateboarding. It's like being in the zone. That's yeah. what being in the zone is. And, you know, is, is like, you're, you're experiencing this moment where you are connected to what is in front of you. That's it's, it's mindfulness. It's being in the zone. It's that sense of, yes, I, I, I experienced that at work. Like when I'm in the zone and I'm getting shit and I'm like, I'm in it because I'm in it. I'm, I'm there. I'm not distracted. I'm not yeah. thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner or lunch. I am just there. I'm present and I'm there. And that is a form of meditation is being in the zone. Yes, so, just the movie Soul on Disney Plus it was made for adults and older children. My kid, she got more of it than maybe some because of how we exist in our home <laughs> and the things that we do. But so much of it was for adults. And there's a big part of it about meditation. And I hope I'm not, well, you know what? I'm not giving away because the whole premise of the movie is something completely different. But I will say that there's part of it where we're talking, they talk about the zone. They literally call it the zone and they show you the different ways that people are in the zone, right? Like this person's doing this thing and they're in the zone, but they all meet in the zone in the movie, which is why it's so cool is because it's connecting that we're all in the zone that, but we all get there differently. One guy is like spinning a sign on a street corner and he's in the zone though. Like, and that's his meditative state. 
because he's in it. He's he's like, and that's how he gets to the zone. And it's like a totally mind altering experience to watch that and go, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Altered state of consciousness comes in many different ways. We can get to the zone so many different ways. Yep. So many. Yep. Totally. Truth. Such Truth. a great movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. You don't need kids around to see it. <laughs> what is it called again? It's called Soul. Oh, okay. It's so good. <laughs> it blew my mind. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So fantastic. So my friends, I hope that has helped give you a different insight around meditation, around what to do with it, how to do it, maybe the possibilities that you can do it. Hey, how about that? And that it can be easily assessed and you're probably doing it already. Yes. So I challenge that. If you don't think you are, please, please, for the love of God, contact us so that we can help you see it. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I'm down for that. And if you want, if you want a meditation, you want a guided one, if any of the ones I have, um, you know, I have, uh, I, I have quite a few recorded because that's what I used to do for friends. I used to do a personalized, personalized meditations for them, depending on what they needed in the moment. And so that's a possibility too. If you guys needed a guided one, if you needed one that's specific to you and your needs in that moment, I'm happy to create one happy to create it and i don't necessarily create it i hear the angels what the angels has to say yeah um but yeah so reach out to us we love you and i'm gonna go kill a cat no i'm really not gonna kill a cat but i want to kill a cat because all i know you've heard her throughout this whole podcast so i must go make friends with a cat because she's mad give her some attention so we love you we hope you have a fantastic week and may and and share your meditation stories with us have did this help you you know what bring them to the lives on wednesdays you know talk to us about your your practice what is your meditation practice you know did this help you start a new one are you on a journey of discovery so let us know we want to hear it we really do we do all right talk to you next week guys love you love you Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.